This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Favourite Recipes podcast with me, Miriam Nice. Don't worry, Tom Kerridge will be back in the podcast chair in March, but until then I'll be your host of this bonus eight-episode series all about our favourite recipes. I'll be talking to Good Food's team of experts and most importantly, hearing from you. Today is all about pancakes and I'm joined by food editor Cassie. Hello. Food and reviews writer Anna. Hello. And fielder of your questions, Nadia. Hi. Are you having pancakes on Pancake Day? Well, last year, our easy pancake recipe was viewed 1.8 million times. But clearly, they're not just for Shrove Tuesday. Every month, over 100,000 of you search for how to make pancakes online. Cassie, what will you be eating on Pancake Day? Um, probably a three course of pancakes. <laughs> um, I love pancakes in every form. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll be having pancakes for breakfast and then pancake starter, pancake main and pancake pud. <laughs> wow, sounds epic. And Anna, how big is Pancake Day in the UK? It's absolutely huge. So on researching um, a piece for the magazine about Pancake Day, I found out that on Pancake Day, 52 million eggs are used in compared to 30 million on a normal day in in Britain. That's truly like mind-bending. I know. <laughs> okay, um, you can get in touch with us really easily at BBC Good Food. Head to bbcgoodfood.com or find us on social media to find out more. Nadia, what did we ask about pancakes and what did they say? So we asked everyone for any questions they may have. And the first one is from Jen underscore cooks underscore the underscore world. And she asked, why is the first one always rubbish? I think this is a bit of a myth, actually. I don't know if the first one is always rubbish. Um I think it's all about getting the pan really hot. So maybe, yeah, the pan's not necessarily hot enough when the first one goes in. Um, but yeah, I think get the pan nice and hot, get a bit of fat wiping around the pan, and then you should be good to go. And the next question is, dry pan or wiped with butter? So that kind of leads on from what you just said. 
Yeah, so I um, would always wipe with a little bit of butter. Actually, a bit of oil and a bit of butter is my preference because I think the butter adds a really nice flavour and the oil prevents um, it from burning. Um, but then you don't want too much fat in the pan, so always wipe out most of the excess. You just want like a nice kind of sheen left on the pan, um, not like pools of oil because that's going to you know, really sizzle when the batter goes in and um, make, the bat- make the pancake quite greasy. So that one was from Curly Estelle. And then the next one from Elle Nicholson actually asked the same question, butter, oil or both when cooking? Anna, what would you use? Because Cassie says both. I also use both. Okay. Um, a tiny bit of oil just so the butter doesn't burn. But then, yeah, butter for that buttery flavour. Interesting. I always just use butter, but now I'm going to have to switch up a bit, aren't I? Well, if you keep an eye on the temperature, I think butter's fine. But yeah, the oil does help it from, help to prevent it from burning. And uh, Viv underscore the underscore, uh, a lot of underscores today. Viv <laughs> underscore the underscore crafty underscore one said, best size pan to make pancakes in. So we have a pancake pan review on the website and our winning pan was a 24 centimetre pan. Um, all the ones we tested were pancake specific. So that just means they're usually um, about, about that size and lightweight and with a really low lip. Um, so that you can easily flip. Um, so I think that's pretty good size. If you think about a dinner plate, is a, about 30. So it's a bit smaller than that for a nice thin crepe that you can roll and fold. Was it a review of crepe pans or like frying yeah, pans? Yeah, it was crepe it was crepe pans, pans yeah. yeah. But I think most people probably just use a standard non-stick pan, but a lot of those are at like 20 or 24 along the base anyway. Yeah, I think the key for me is a nice heavy um, non-stick pan, like you say, Um and then, yeah, if you if you use a pan which hasn't got a nice non-stick surface, then pancakes can, can be a little bit tricky. So look for a nice non-stick one. Yeah, that's probably actually why a lot of people's first ones go yeah. bad as well, like if their pan's not and non-stick think, enough. Yeah, I think a really nice, um, heavy, good quality pan as well just retains the heat so much better. Um, so you might find if you're burning pancakes too quickly or the butter's burning, it's because the pan's not like retaining the heat or it's getting too hot too quickly mm. I had a special pancake pan when I was like nine and for the whole week I just made pancakes for breakfast lunch and dinner oh. I got obsessed <laughs> with them um, so the last question is from Sophie F Spencer and she says can I have the perfect vegan pancake recipe please Yes, I actually have the perfect vegan pancake recipe because my daughter's allergic to um, dairy and eggs. So every weekend, my husband actually makes the pancakes for her. Um, So our fail-safe recipe, this is for like a nice fluffy kind of American um, style pancake, is a cup and a half of self-raising flour, a cup and a half of plant milk. So we use oat milk, but you could use almond milk, whatever you want. one ripe banana mashed, um, a pinch of salt and about a teaspoon of um, baking powder as well, just to give it a bit of extra puff. And we just whiz it up in like a hand, you know, a handheld blender. And that makes lovely, fluffy vegan pancakes. What do you use for your cup? So we use an American cup measurement, which is 240 mils. Okay, great. So that's all the questions. Thanks a lot, guys. Great. Thanks for those. We've got over 100 pancake-related recipes and ideas on BBC Good Food for you to try. You can even cook along to this podcast by watching a video of how to make the perfect pancakes, which is ideal if you've never made them before or if you're struggling to get them right. Head to bbcgoodfood.com slash feature slash podcast to find out more.
Cassie, talk us through flipping it or tossing it and making sure it doesn't end up on the floor or on the ceiling or just a crumpled mess in the side <laughs> I think of the pan. That's half the fun if it ends up on the floor. <laughs> that element of risk. Yeah. Um, so obviously, if you've got a, a classic crepe pan with low sides or no sides, and that makes it easier in some ways to flip. Um, but you don't need one. I've, I haven't got one. I'd use a frying pan at home. Um, the key is to make sure that it has completely cooked on the bottom so it's released on the bottom. So if you just give the pan a little shuffle before you try and do the flip, make sure it's loose. Um, you almost want to kind of completely cook it through on that one side so the top is set before you flip it. And then, yeah, flip it over. And um, you only need to cook it then for another kind of... 20, 30 seconds on the other side just until those brown spots appear and then it's done. And you sound like you know what you're talking about when it comes to pancakes. What's the most (laughs) amount of pancakes you've ever made? Do you know? Oh, so um, I made a milk crepe cake once, which is where you make loads of pancakes and then um, sandwich them together with a filling. So I think I did it with like a flavoured mascarpone cream. Um, And classically, you use 12 pancakes. But I mean, you can, the sky's the limit. You can go as tall as you want, really, just as long as you can slice it up. Um, I'm going to ask both of you this because some people agree and some people disagree. Do you have to leave the batter to sit, Anna? Well, I've actually (laughs) tried and tested this for Barney, for our test kitchen, well, what used to be called test kitchen, for our Boost Your Cooking Skills section of the magazine. Um, So I made the same batter from BBC Good Food website once overnight and then the next one just fresh that day and then cooked two pancakes out of it and got Barney to try them and actually... He couldn't see much difference at all, um, but actually said the one that I'd made fresh was maybe a tiny bit lighter. Oh. Yeah. It was interesting because we, we were both a bit shocked about that. So you don't really need to rest your batter, basically. Mm. If you're, But that's for crepe pancakes. Yeah, I think... You wouldn't rest it anyway for American, would you? No. So scientifically, you would leave the batter to rest because the um, flour gets hydrated as you leave it. So you want to leave it for about an hour. Um, and also, if you have been uh, whipping quite vigorously with the batter, then you're going to create lots of bu- bubbles, which um, can cause the ba- the pancake to tear when you cook it. So resting it does have a purpose. Um, but, you know, like we said, we have tested it without and it's not essential. But for something like a dosa batter, you rest it. Um, So again, it depends on the type of pancake. Um, Sometimes the point in resting a batter is to develop flavour rather than texture. So um, you might want to do it for for something like a dosa. And we talked about pans and things. What kit do you absolutely need on pancake day? I don't think you have to go to the trouble of buying a fancy pan, really. I think if you've got a decent frying pan, that would do the trick. I don't know. What do you think, Anna? I agree. I've just got a non-stick pan at home, not a crepe pan. But I do see um, the benefits. If you're one of those people that likes to have something for every occasion <laughs> in your kitchen, they are really lightweight, especially if you like to toss your pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, makes it a bit easier. But um, yeah, I think, to be honest, I'm too scared to ever toss my pancakes. So I just think a good spatula, um, one that you can really get underneath the pancake with, so quite flexible. Um, for me, I'm a lemon and sugar gal, so definitely want a good lemon squeezer, um, a good whisk and a mixing bowl and also a ladle or jug so that you can pour your batter in. Cassie, any any more advice on how you'd adjust this for special diets? So this is the um, perfect pancakes, the sort of standard crepe recipe for pancake day. 
Yep, so it's quite easy to adapt, um, really. Pancakes will still work without the eggs, so you can leave the eggs out if you um, don't want to include eggs in the recipe. And you can easily um, substitute the milk for a plant-based milk, um, so oat milk, almond milk, whatever you'd like to use, really. Um, And then if you want to make it gluten-free, again, you can just substitute for a gluten-free flour. Just be aware that they have different um, absorbency levels than regular kind of wheat flour so you might need to play around with the recipe a little bit or just visit the BBC Good Food website where we've got a tried and tested gluten-free recipe. (laughs) Amazing. And you say leave the egg out so could you just do flour and milk or would you use a a replacer? Yeah so if you want something with a bit more body like an American pancake um, you'd need to add something like the mashed banana that we talked about earlier Um, but for a, a really thin lacy kind of crepe pancake you could leave it out. All right brilliant. And I'd really like it if you could talk me through the the difference, if there is any, between a crepe and a pancake day pancake. So okay, so a classic French crepe is um, often a bit richer. So sometimes it has some cream and sugar in the batter, um, and also a little bit thinner. So you often see them being cooked on those big uh, crepe pans where they're swirled around with the wooden batten, um, which also makes them crisper. Whereas a um, kind of British pancake day pancake, sometimes it's a little bit thicker, but still nice and thin and lacy. Um, and yeah, sometimes a bit kind of denser in texture. And then a Scotch pancake or a drop scone and American pancakes. I'm getting confused. <laughs> I know there's lots of similar things out there, isn't there? So um, again, they're quite similar. Drop scone and um, Scotch pancakes, I'd say, are pretty much the same. Um, sometimes a little bit smaller. And some recipes, they include like more eggs and butter, so a bit richer sometimes. Um, and then sometimes American style pancakes are, they're kind of, thicker and fluffier sometimes they have um, whipped egg white so you beat the egg whites before incorporating it into the rest of the batter just to give it a bit more puff um, but it's much of a muchness they're, they're very similar <laughs> thanks for cleaning that up and our pancakes follow trends too right so last year we were talking about the rainbow pancakes which had lots of different layers all different colours with food dye all those extra thick Japanese style pancakes do you have any trend predictions this year? Yeah, so we've spotted um, a few more people doing sheet pancakes, which is where you pour uh, your pancake batter into a baking tray and bake it in the oven. Um, You can add like fruit and things and then just take it out and slice and serve like that. Are these like thicker than normal pancakes or are they quite thin? Yeah, slightly thicker. um, And they're great because like Anna said, you can... um, you know, stud them with blueberries or strawberries or bananas or chocolate chips and then they're, they're all cooked at once so you just chop the, the pancake up and serve it all at once. Yeah, and I've then seen lots chop of those on um, like lots of bloggers, um, yeah. mummy bloggers because I think it's an easy way to cook pancakes, isn't it? You cook it in a big sheet and then... Yeah, slice and serve Yeah, easily. I've also seen before, but I don't know if it's new but maybe we'll make it new, where you cook a load but then you sort of chop them up into a kind of... Um, you mix up so it's like ribbons and then have like fruit, fruit going through it. And that looks really Ooh, delicious. like tagatelli. Kind of, yeah. But Pancake it, tagatelli. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks really delicious. I mean, I think this could be something new, Anna. Oh, wow. there we I'm go. I'm going to start developing this <laughs> new recipe. Yeah, yeah. Here first. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some perhaps more controversial stuff. Toppings. Uh, hands up for lemon and sugar in the studio. One, two, three, four. I'm going to put my hand four. up for every topping you you offer. So I love everything <laughs> on pancakes. So that's everybody put their hands up for lemon and sugar. I'm the same. Pancake day for me isn't pancake day without without it. And for those of us who want to make pancake day um, 
go really smoothly, take it really seriously. You've brought some lemon squeezes in for us to use. Can you tell us a little bit about them, please? Yes. So I think... Obviously, lemon squeezing, you wouldn't think there's so many different ways you could do it. Um, But then it turned out in the office that we all kind of have our preferences. So I've bought um, some different types. So we've got like a Mexican elbow sort of type, which is what they use a lot in cocktail bars, you know, where you squeeze... I don't know how to describe that. It's like a big that. garlic press, but yeah, for a lemon. Yeah. yeah, basically, which is what I use at home, and I just think it makes it so easy. It also catches the pips, so you've got you've not got to worry about that. I think they and look really nice as yeah, well. Yeah, and there's very little effort required. Um, then there's this one where you squeeze the lemon on top, and it catches in a sort of bowl. That's quite a traditional. Yeah, traditional one, isn't it? Um, and then there's a, I think it's called a rima, yep. which is where it's just basically a wooden. Um, a wooden one that you sort of stick in the half lemon and twist round. But I think that requires quite a lot of force, but it looks nice. It's a bit messy as well. I think the juice like ends up dribbling down your arm with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but then in research for um, this Pancake Day page that I did, I found something very novel online, um, which is where you get a sort of um, squeezy top um, that you literally stick directly into the lemon. And so I'm quite interested to see if this works. I, I can't believe this. It's like a, the top of a spray bottle that screws into the fruit, which just, I can't believe that works. So I'm very excited. <laughs> we will. Should we, should we try some of these out? Yeah. So which what's, what should we go what should Podcast we go producer's with? looking a bit scared that we've got lemon juice sprayed all over the microphone. <laughs> this is going to be absolutely fine. How do you do this? <laughs> well, should we start with the traditional one? This. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Am I just going to do it? Yeah. Cassie, just... do you want to... Go for it. Do you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, let's go for it. We'll do a test. I mean, you can't go wrong with this, really. It catches all the juice, catches the pips. I guess that's quite a good one if you want to um, serve a lot of pancakes to a family, then you could squeeze them in advance and then everyone could just pour straight yeah, out of the a good idea. Um, bowl. Okay, so that's fine. That gets a thumbs up. That gets a... So if you want to take the lid off that, we can use that, that bowl. <laughs> <laughs> And then do you want to try the elbow one? Because then we can use the bowl for that. Yeah. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Oh, bit squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is really easy because so it's just like garlic press. I like that one. one. Yeah, I love that one. That's my I favorite. just love that. Definitely yeah. quite a lot of welly there. And do you turn it round no. again? Do you put it in twice? No. And sometimes I wonder when you look at it how 
whether I, you right, could so have got more. So I've got a, a trick for this. Once I've squeezed both both halves, I put both of them back in. Oh, and then you can get and a do bit it again, more out. And then you've got a bit more in there to Very squeeze. Clever. Okay, so that one's like, that's pretty good. I and it looks beautiful. Like the Rima. Okay. I hope it is called that because I just keep saying it. <laughs> Yeah, it goes all over your hand. It's messy. And also, yeah. you need a lot of force. Yeah. So, not good for weaklings. <laughs> and then this. I can't believe this one works. This is a spray bottle. So, so spray it in your face. <laughs> so, I've just... It's, it screws in, it screws into the, the lemon. Screws in easily. Right. I think. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. That's incredible. Can I you can't pick, believe that. Can you that. pick up that sound? It's just spraying right out. <laughs> I think the great thing about this is if you are just making pancakes for one or two people, yeah. you can get a little bit of lemon juice out, but then you don't have to actually cut into the lemon and waste the rest of the lemon. That You know, the lemon's going to be fine to use. Also, I find when I pour the lemon juice on my pancake, I always get like a flood of it coming out and then I just yeah. have a soggy pancake. Yeah. That's probably because I'm very clumsy, but that that's a... A nice spritz of that's lemon a, juice. Exactly, the solution to all my problems. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised it works for a start, but for me... I actually like my pancakes quite lemony, so I yeah. think that wouldn't really be enough. Would be enough. But if you just wanted to spray that, like spritz that on a salad or something, yeah, because yeah. cleaning the sink as that's well. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> no, Kaz is like ordering one of those. Yeah. I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> I cannot believe like that it. that works. <laughs> that's amazing. Still to come on the podcast. So you're out of eggs. What can you do? You can not use them or <laughs> replace replace them with bananas. You've not made enough. Make some more. <laughs> 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 Cut them up into tiny pieces and have <laughs> pancake canopies. Tangotelli or something. Yeah. Yeah. Ace, and other than lemon and sugar, what are your favourite toppings, Cassie? Any favourites? Ooh, so for a classic kind of crepe um, style pancake, I love ice cream um any kind of fruits really so like some blueberries stewed down to the nice and syrupy that would be yummy um or like a nice chocolate drizzle and bananas can't go wrong with that um caramel and peanuts um i mean i could go on for <laughs> days <laughs> i'll stop there I mean, I was gonna. <laughs> and then what about you yeah, I'm a lemon and sugar through and through, to be honest. Um, but yeah, if I make them for breakfast, I would go for berries as well, probably. Um, and then sometimes on pancake day, because I feel like I can't just have lemon and sugar pancakes for dinner, um, I'll do a savory one. I'll do a savory one of um, mushroom, like cheesy mushrooms, with a bit of onion, a bit of parsley, just like make a sort of cheesy mushroomy goodness, and then roll it up and eat that. I think savoury pancakes are so underrated. I love them. Yeah. Maybe it goes back to the Findus crispy pancake days. <laughs> yeah. I do love a no, savoury pancake. I think they're great as well. Uh, that's what I did last year. I just had that with some salad and I was like... We had that leftover cheese board pancake in the December issue, didn't we? That's online now. I haven't tried that yet, but I will on pancake day. I was going to ask you if you're a savoury pancake person, Nadia, if you're keen. I hate making these confessions in this job, but I've never had a savoury pancake. <laughs> it feels like every day I say I haven't tried something new, and everyone stares at me like I'm like I'm crazy. We but need no. to change that. Yeah, please do. <laughs> we I've just written a recipe for um, like a spinach um, and 
what do I stuff it with? It's like a cheesy spinach pancake, and then you bake them in a tomato sauce. That sounds right. With up cheese my on top, and that, that's delicious. Oh, really kid friendly. Mm. Like yeah. a cannelloni. Yeah, kind of like a cannelloni, but, but you fold them like in triangles and then bake them with loads of cheese. Mm. Really yummy. Sounds so good. Mm. All right, now what's your least favourite pancake topping? Can you think of one, Cassie? I, don't, I can't. <laughs> um, what's my least favourite pancake topping? I love them all. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> I did, um, when I was a kid, I did demand a um, grated cheese and pickle pancake. Oh, that no. sounds nice. It was not good. <laughs> Warm pickle was not nice. But not, you know, when you just, can you demand random creative things? Street covers he came out from a young age. <laughs> not everything works. <laughs> it did not work. Yeah, I love pickles. Yeah. Oh, I eat that now. Yeah, yeah, that pancake. That yeah. sounds like it would work. Yeah. Does it not? <laughs> I think if the pickle had been cut, I think warm pickle wasn't, wasn't yeah. too nice. What kind yeah. of pickle are we talking about? Like, you know, jarred pickle. Oh, yeah. like gherkins. Yeah. <laughs> No, not gherkins, just like actual pickles oh, and cheese like pickles. Oh, like chutney kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, oh, Plowins kind yeah. of pickle. Yeah, not too good. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, any least least faves? Um, to be honest, I don't really stray from lemon and sugar. <laughs> or, <laughs> or like the odd, the odd other sweet sort of topping and then obviously the aforementioned mushroom. So... Um, I haven't seen any that. Oh, actually, I have. I've seen one online where someone put canned tuna. Oh no! On its own <laughs> in a pancake and rolled it up, and I just thought it was a monstrosity. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you liked. <laughs> no, I thought no, dry and with nothing just, else, just just no, yeah, okay. no, that doesn't float my boat. Not either. into that. <laughs> right now, you've bought some. Thankfully, not tuna, but you've bought, yeah. you've bought some. Um, some toppings with you. Can you talk me yes. through what you what you brought us? I've brought um, some toppings with me um, that I have been trying for the magazine. Um, we always try a lot of products each month, um, and the really delicious ones we feature. Um, something that's I thought was really interesting that's come to my attention recently is this um, chocolate. It's like a chocolate tahini. Um, so tahini is very on trend at the moment. It's like a sesame paste. Um, and this one has a bit of sugar and cocoa powder in it. Um, so I thought we could try that first. Should we try that? Yeah, I've got a confession. I have actually already tried this yeah. also. I took a jar home and devoured it within 24 hours. <laughs> I thought it was really delicious. So it's basically chocolate tahini, right? Yeah. You want? <laughs> Anna's just trying to hand Nadia the biggest spoonful of this. That might be a bit too much. (laughs) Oh, dear. I just... um, Thank you very much. Had this with some breadsticks dunked in and it was so delicious. But it'd be really nice on like um, porridge or Mm. waffles, obviously pancakes over ice cream would be really nice. Yeah. So it's sort of like a healthier version than a typical chocolate spread because it's not... It's not super sweet... um, thick chocolatey it's more it's more about the sesame you do get that sesame flavor mm. do you know what i'm not really a massive chocolate fan so on pancake day i'd never have chocolate spread or anything on my pancakes but that i'd definitely have because it's not so rich it's quite mm-hmm. bitter yeah it? i think that'd be really nice with some ice cream and some like toasted sesame seeds yeah it's delicious it does stick your mouth together which is interesting for a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see how the next bit goes um definitely didn't bring enough spoons so I have to have a knife. Uh, so the next thing I've bought, um, I mean, this is a classic. It's not really trending anymore because it's been trending for many, many years. It's just a really good salted caramel because I think the nation is still very much obsessed with sal- salted caramel. So 
You know, we haven't mentioned like maple syrup. Another classic pancake. Oh, yeah. I love that on American style pancakes, particularly mm. like bacon and everything. It's so good. But I think it's become more popular to put them on crepes as well. That's a really nice salted caramel. Yeah. So I was quite excited to find a nice one in a jar because a lot of them can taste quite fake mm. caramel, like it's fake got caramel that flavor. Kind of, yeah. It's really thick, isn't it? And yeah, then, that with with some bananas or something would be amazing. Yeah, really yummy. And then last but not least, possibly my favourite, um, this is like a kind of Sicilian style uh, sweet pistachio spread. So you find this a lot in Sicily, um, but it's definitely more sort of trendy now. You can get a lot of nice nut butters that are sweetened and you can use it in baking. It's kind of an odd sludgy green colour, isn't it? But wow that's delicious uh, it's, it's that is so delicious it's quite expensive because it's pistachio but it takes so many pistachios to make that tart. yeah um but it's absolutely delicious in my opinion mm. i just so think good. it's so sort of like yeah. white chocolate yeah pistachio. it's so creamy that's amazing yeah so my dad he came back from sicily with the almond version of that and he's become so obsessed with it that he literally orders it online and has it every weekend <laughs> with his croissants <laughs> that's that is delicious. Yeah, really good. That would be so good on croissants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that I've actually put in the latest issue of the magazine because um, we liked it so much as a pancake topper idea. Thought if you just drizzled a bit of that, maybe some fresh raspberries, maybe mm. some chopped up pistachios, that's a pretty indulgent and a bit different pancake topper to try Yum. this year. Certainly, I'm feeling like really inspired by all of these. Um. The internet is a great resource for like all sorts of ideas and inspiration. I searched hashtag pancake toppings on social media. What I want to know is, are you inspired by these combinations or do you think maybe they could be improved? So I've just found a few. Cassie, I'm just going to ask you dried figs, tahini and pomegranate seeds. Dried figs, tahini and pomegranate seeds. I think you'd need a drizzle of honey with it. I think the dried figs would be a bit chewy against the like nice softness of the pancake. So I'd go for fresh figs when they're in season. Amazing. But I like the kind of Middle Eastern flavours. Uh, Anna, same? Dried figs? Yeah, I agree with Cassie that I think fresh figs would be better because they're a lot softer and also a tiny bit, and a bit yeah, not chewy. The next one, raspberry, white chocolate and yoghurt. Mm. White chocolate and yoghurt I wouldn't necessarily put together. Um, maybe, I mean, just white chocolate and raspberry is delicious. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Dried cranberries, pineapple, desiccated coconut and yoghurt. Hold on. Dried cranberries, <laughs> pineapple, yeah. desiccated coconut yeah. and yoghurt. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot going on there. Um, maybe one too many ingredients. Yeah, I think the pineapple and coconut is definitely a great yeah. combination, but you don't really need the cranberries or the yeah. yoghurt, personally. Ham and melted cheese. Yes, love it. Mm, don't oh, love no, you're I, your face. I know. I don't love ham, but that's maybe I don't know if that's swap it for mushrooms. For, for yeah, yeah. Or just yeah, just just cheese. Cheese. <laughs> cheese and more cheese. Sound like Keith now. Yeah. <laughs> biscuits. There are quite a lot of pancakes that were just a pancake with some whole biscuits on top. Oh wow. No, come <laughs> dry. On. I love the biscuit spreads though. Have you tried the new biscuity mm. spreads out there? They're really good. And then some crumbled biscuits on top of that. That would be really nice. And the last one, honey and pretzels. Uh, honey and pretzels. Mm, no, not quite right for me. Not for me either. No, the balance is off. 
quite like that. I think this sounds quite fun. Maybe with a ball of ice cream or something. Yeah. That might be quite fun. Yeah, you need something a bit more soft and um, creamy or, yeah, it's all a bit hard and crunchy for me. Mm. And Pancake Day doesn't always completely go to plan. Cassie, can you help people out with some common Pancake Day problems? So you're out of eggs. What can you do? You can um, not use them or replace, <laughs> replace them with bananas. All right. Uh, out of flour, what can you use? Oof. Um, oh, depends what else you've got in your cupboards. I mean, <laughs> you, you need some kind of flour for a pancake. Um, but yeah, you can use different varieties, obviously. Um, you can use chickpea flour or, um, for like a dosa star pancake or gluten-free flour or um, yeah, lots of different varieties, but you do need flour. You're out of milk. What can you do? Uh, you can use some oats to make oat milk. <laughs> <laughs> You've not made enough. Make some more. <laughs> <laughs> Cut them up into tiny pieces. Pancake canopies. And your pancakes have torn. Oh, that doesn't matter. They still taste delicious. It's extra lemon sugar. Yeah. Put some raspberries on it. Yeah. yeah cover it with ice cream. <laughs> Hobbs broken. Hobbs broken. Um, iron them like Miriam would do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. Oh, it's can you actually do that? Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. But you need baking parchment and then quite a thick pancake batter and put it inside. I d- yeah. Wow. Similar. You sound like yeah. you've done it. Have you done it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote That's a book amazing. about cooking in hotel rooms or Cook something. Cooking that kitchen. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Thanks for that. You can put your feet up now. That was quite a quick, <laughs> quick fire round. Uh, that is all we've got time for today. So thank you so much. And join me next time. We'll be talking about sourdough. Don't forget you can find the recipes we talked about on the website bbcgoodfood.com do get in touch with us online and find bbc good food on social media thanks everyone see you next time thank you bye 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 thank you for listening to the bbc good food favorite recipes podcast join us again next time when we'll be discussing more of your favorite recipes if you want to cook along to the podcast go to bbcgoodfood.com slash feature slash podcasts Like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or Acast to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.